Welcome to episode 136 of The Twim Show. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 21 through 25. November 24th was Thanksgiving Day. November 25th was Black Friday, so not really much has happened this week. However, there are a few updates <clears throat> that I've thought you know I should share with you all since you know it pertains to the digital marketing world. Also, Hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. With that, let's jump right in. First of all, Google has introduced a new policy circumvention. Um, what this basically means that Google obviously has this spam policy, right? Spam policy says that you know you cannot do a lot of things um, that is detrimental to Google search, Google search ecosystem, things like that. Now, a lot of people, what they do is they try to circumvent that policy, the overall overarching spam policy by things like creating new website, creating new um, third-party sites, and then, you know, just throw play around. Like, you know, there are bad apples everywhere. <clears throat> so now Google has actually announced this policy circumvention policy, which basically says that if you engage in any actions intended to bypass Google's spam or content policies for Google search, uh, or you want to undermine restrictions placed on content site or an account, uh, then basically Google reserves the right to, uh, you know, de-rank you, delist you, remove you from the search index. Now, you could say, hey, Sajid, why are they doing it? Do they really need to spell it out? Well, from a legality standpoint, they need to make it clear saying that this is the rule because in the absence of a clear rule, people will do things and then they're going to kind of, you know, raise a hand and say, hey, I didn't know this or I didn't know you're going to do this. Oh, hey, you did this. This is bad. Google is bad. Things like that. And that's something what Facebook does and Facebook could learn from Google on these things, not have like this hidden policies, but basically make it clear, hey, if you do things, then we're going to do this clearly lay out the law clearly lay out not the law but the policy okay hope that helps let's jump into the next one now there is a good advice from google's john Mueller on when you should move your blogs to a subdomain or anything overall this is a topic it keeps coming up and people always ask hey do i move my blogs to a subdomain say in our case, our website is marketandgrow.com and our blogs could either be marketandgrow.com slash blogs or it could go to blog.marketandgrow.com, right? Which one is right? What should you do? What should So basically what John brings it down to is like, hey, first of all, decide why you want this. You know, Do you have content that can stand on its own and it's going to help you? Or is this going to be just an add-on? Like for us, you know, it definitely makes sense that marketandgrow.com slash blog, so that way when it gets indexed, it's easier to index things like that. There are also technical aspects to it, which is basically comes down to technical SEO, right? You need to have that blog.marketandgrow.com domain or the subdomain added to the search in search console and do all sorts of stuff. So for us, it makes sense, but all it comes down to is, do you want the question, the first and big question is, like, do you want the content to stand on your own or do you want uh, the content to be part of a, you know, complementary to your ma main website, right? Uh, then I already talked about... Um, your technical aspect, the last thing you need to be here is like, you know, it will affect the ranking of the new content, but it all comes down to is, uh, you know, how, what you're planning to do. The other thing you want to do, um, point, I want to point out that um, John Miller hasn't, is like, you know, what happens when someone comes to marketandgrow.com, in our example, and jumps to blog.com, 
marketandgrow.com and from there they jump back, right? They're going to jump back and forth and it happens, right? So obviously there's a way around it with Google Analytics, you could just do, uh, you know, you can manage that, but it just gets complicated. So unless you have a very strong compelling reason why you should put your blog on a subdomain, I would say don't. But if you want your blog to be hosted externally, like for example, our Twim show is now hosted on Substack. So at some point, I'm going to take it out of our website and just put it to twim.twimshow.substack.com. And guess what? It's going to be, but you know, it's a, it's a show, it's a thing that will stand on its own and we are fine. If people were to cross over, we would say it's coming from in that place. Um, but at this point, I don't, that would, that's the only example I can share with you why you would probably move something to a subdomain. Um, and even if, if it go, goes away, the traffic goes away, it doesn't really hurt us much. Uh, it's just that, you know, it's standalone on its own. Next up is Gary Ellis from Google during Google Search Central Live uh, in Singapore shared that 60% of the world's content is duplicate. I mean, I know that's a big number. And, there's, and Google also shared this year in February that kind of 15% of the search queries are queries that they have never seen before. So where, where this is all leading into is obviously you need to create unique content. However, also what this means is, and Gary had a couple of tips for you all. One number one is the way Google finds duplicates is like, you know, Google removes all the, you know, stuff that is not essential and then takes the main content. So uh, my guess is like, you know, and I wasn't in the search, uh, search central live in Singapore. I'm just, I read it and I'm bringing it to you. So I want you to know that. But what Gary is saying that, look, what we do is we strip off all the unnecessary stuff, take the main content and we do a, what's called a checksum. Checksum is a computer technology, is an IT term, which basically takes, like they create a hash. So they take the content and there is a program called checksum or in the computer programming world, um, I've used it personally and I'm trying to explain to you what it does is it takes the content and it creates a hash and that hash is very unique. And the only way uh, to content, even if you move a single letter, single space, single word, anything like, not even word, word, a letter or a space or a comma, it's going to change the hash. So Google, uh, Gary is saying, like, look, we do a checksum comparison and see if both the content are, this comes to the same checksum, we're going to mark it as um, Duplicate, and in the case of a duplicate, what we prefer is we always prefer HTTPS over HTTP. So if your URL, if your website is not using HTTPS, then you will probably lose to, um, you are at a disadvantage. Now, you could suggest who in the world would use HTTP in 2022. A lot of people do. A lot of people don't pay attention. They just use HTTP instead of HTTPS. Okay. Uh, lastly, this kind of tells you that you need to continue to focus on producing something unique and useful. And then what's most out of the internet, even add your own expertise and things like that. And that this is a nice segue into uh, the next update of this week is, you know, uh, Google's vice president of Google search, who's been with Google for over 20 years and has been working on search quality and core ranking um, with Google had, whose name is Huang Jin Kim, has reiterated and reconfirmed that Google uses EAT in every single query. Now, what is EAT? This has been covered, and I'll quickly go over it. It's expertise, authority, authoritiveness, and trustworthiness, right? Google applies EAT. Uh, this is their... Uh, 
overarching uh, algorithm that they use for everything. So you see how it kind of ties up into, and I didn't make all this up, but it's just saying, you know, how this ties up with what Gary said in Singapore and what uh, Huang Jin Kim, uh, the VP at Google Search, is saying. It's like, you know, they apply EAT to everything that they do before they show the results to a user. Okay, the transcript of what exactly he said is in the show notes, so you may want to check it out if you're really interested about what he, he said. Uh, but this is very important. What you need to walk away is um, make sure you are writing good quality content, good quality blogs. And with that, the last update of this week is that Google has published a guide to current and retired ranking systems. And this is very, very important. And of course, you know, if you don't want to manage it, obviously that's where we come in. But what's saying is like you know, there are a lot of ranking systems and you know updates that are happening. What's the difference between the up systems and updates? So, <clears throat> so for example, RankBrain is one example of a system that is always operating in the background. So, a system is something that is always operating in the background. Uh, on the other hand, uh, an update is something that's just a one-time adjustment to ranking structure. Okay, so that's the key dif distinctions that you need to know. But at the same time, there is a lot of ranking system that are currently operational, so like BART, uh, which is short for bidirectional encoder representations from transformers. Uh, it allows Google to understand how combination of words can express different meanings and intent. Uh, then there is crisis uh, information system, deduplication system, which is something I kind of talked about in the second to last update from Gary Ellis in Singapore. Uh, exact match domain system, freshness system, helpful content system which is what uses uh, in the EAT there's mom local news system neural matching and the list goes on so as you can see there's a lot of uh, systems that are running in the background and of course there are like things that have been uh, you know retired and you don't want to do that I'm gonna put the link to uh, the site where Google publishes this thing. But the other thing I want you to do is go through some of the stuff. There is like an at least 10 of the systems that are currently in operational in addition to the one-time updates that happens. And I kind of share with this uh, podcast, uh, or this show once in a while, okay, as it comes along. With that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Hope you find this helpful. Uh, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye.